0: Hi, my name's Cathy, and this is my very first podcast. I thought I'd start off reading you a story I've just written, a scary story about long night in a haunted house. But you'll find that over the next few podcasts, I might talk about science stories, or I might talk about interesting things that have happened to me in my life, or I might read you some other stories I've written or it could be about my travels to interesting places, things I've done, just generally a little bit of everything. So this is sort of a podcast about this, that and the other. So let's get started on my story, which I wrote this afternoon, Long Night in a Haunted House. If you can read this story from the paper I have written it on, It is only because somehow it has slipped through the inescapable dimension that I am trapped inside. There is no hope of rescuing me, for I am doomed. But at least you will know my story and it will be a warning to you. I was a sceptic. I didn't believe in ghosts, fairies, UFOs, aliens, crop circles, the Bermuda Triangle, God or any other urban myth. I was so cocksure of myself that I thought I knew everything. In fact, I was a smart aleck. Woe was me. Not long ago, I saw an advertisement in the local newspaper calling for anyone who would like to sleep alone in a haunted house for the night. It was an old house that I knew well, as it was not too far from where I lived. I thought, why not? Sounds like fun. Ha! Woe was me. So I replied to the advertisement, imagining that there would be a queue of other keen members of the public wanting to sleep in the haunted house too. To my surprise, there were just two others who had shown an interest, and so I was going to be number three in the queue. The first person spent the night there, but strangely, in the morning he had already left the house and we didn't hear from this person again. It would have been nice to get some sort of feedback from him. Then the second person stayed in the haunted house on another night and when someone came to welcome him the next morning, he was gone too. Why had these two people left the house so early without describing to others what their night had been like? Surely they would have wanted to tell people that the house wasn't haunted, that there were no ghosts, that absolutely nothing had happened and that they had slept well all night long. Oh well, it was my turn next. I would definitely stay and tell whoever wanted to listen what my time in the haunted house had been like. I'm sure a lot of people would be interested to know. I packed my toothbrush, toothpaste, pyjamas, a towel, a book and my mobile phone, ready to go. I also packed a sheet of paper and pen just in case I wanted to write some notes about my stay in the house. The old house at 13 Baker Street Looks old and run down, and although it has been up for sale for a long time, no one has bought it, probably because it needs a lot of attention to bring it up to a modern standard. However, if someone did buy the house and could afford to renovate it, it would be magnificent because of its lovely architectural style. That's what I thought anyway as I entered the house last Thursday. My goodness, that was already four days ago. It was late afternoon when I settled down inside the so-called haunted house. I put on the kettle, lit the fire in the lovely old fireplace to warm up the sitting room and stretched out on the sofa with my book and cup of tea. The furniture, paintings and ornaments in the house were quite old-fashioned but this was a very old house, probably over a century in age and the owner had obviously not spent money on new decor, furnishings or kitchenware. There were a few old landscape paintings on the walls and the famous Three Ducks pottery ornaments hung one above the other in pretend flight. My my parents had had some, some types of paintings and ornaments in their house when I was young, just like this. I finished my tea, but the room was still cold and even though the fire was now burning strongly, I looked again at the Three Ducks pottery on the wall But much to my surprise, there were only two ducks now. Had the other duck fallen off the wall and I hadn't heard it? I got up to look for the missing duck, thinking it was probably on the carpet below the others. But no, it wasn't there. How strange. Not to worry, maybe there had only been two ducks and I had assumed there were three because my parents had displayed three ducks on their wall. Night was now closing in. Maybe it was time for a shower, dinner, and then off to bed for a comfortable night's sleep. The bathroom was like something out of the Victorian era, very old, even older than the bathroom in my parents' house. The loo had a chain to pull instead of a button to push, to flush the toilet. There were two taps, hot and cold, to turn on, in both the basin and the bath. There was no shower. This bathroom was built long before showers came into fashion, the mirror on the bathroom cabinet was showing signs of old age too, with much of the mirror surface now black. However, the hot water was running, and I enjoyed a very pleasant bath. I dried myself, dressed into my pyjamas, and went into the kitchen to make some dinner. I had bought some nice fresh bread, butter, cheese, eggs, and sausages to cook, plus a mango for dessert. What luxury! In no time, I was sitting at the table, back in the sitting room, ready to meet my, eat my delicious meal, when I looked at the ducks again. There was only one duck now. Was one lying on the floor, as would be logical to think? No, nothing, nowhere. This time, I felt a shiver run up and down my spine. This was not normal. My life was used to normality. My mind was logical. There was always a reason for everything. But not this time. I ate my dinner, but I wasn't happy. My dinner didn't give me the usual pleasure of a meal. Even the mango didn't stimulate my taste buds, as it usually would have. I was not so happy to be here now. Maybe something was wrong with this place. Maybe I shouldn't have been such a smart aleck, such a know-it-all. The initial excitement of being here was now gone and I started to dread the long, lonely night ahead. Oh, well, at least I had my mobile phone if I needed help and I could always run out of the house if I wanted to. There was nothing to stop me. I decided to read for as long as I could. Thank goodness I had brought my book as there was no television or radio, not in this old-fashioned house from yesteryear. I didn't want to go to bed too early as it would make the night seem even longer. The only thing about my book was that it was called The Twilight Zone. Not the best book to be reading in a haunted house, which I was now starting to believe was true. There was something not just nasty but evil about this place. I didn't feel it when I first entered the house, but as time passed, the atmosphere in this place seemed to change from normal to dreary, to inconvenient, to ugly, to nasty, to pure, undiluted evil. After a couple of hours, I couldn't concentrate on my book any longer and I was tired. So although I didn't really want to, I went to the bedroom. I closed the window that opened out onto the street, but left the curtains open as I wanted the light to wake me up in the morning. Then I placed my clothes and other belongings on the bedside table and climbed reluctantly into the rickety old bed. The sheets and pillows smelt of mould. How disgusting! How could I sleep breathing in spores of mould all night? I would probably catch some horrible respiratory disease if I slept here. So I decided to sleep on the floor using a quilt underneath me and blankets on top. I was so tired that i drift into slumber very quickly. However, after some time, I don't know how long, I woke up as the floorboards were hard and I was very uncomfortable. I looked at my watch, but its battery had run out. I looked at my phone, which I had made sure was fully charged before I entered the house. It was flat too. I could hear the ticking of a grandfather clock in the corner of the room but the room was so dark I could see almost nothing. I decided to get up and stretch my aching body. That floor had been so hard. Maybe the mouldy bed would have been better to sleep in after all. I went over to the bedroom window to look outside and at least get some fresh air. Maybe sunrise wasn't far off but where was the window? I felt in the darkness all across the wall, but it wasn't there. How could this be possible? The room seemed even darker now than it had before, and colder, and more evil. Don't panic, I thought to myself. Keep calm, there is always a logical explanation. I tried to find the bedroom door, stumbling through the darkness, but once again, it had disappeared. Now panicking, I felt across the whole wall to feel for it in the utter and complete darkness. Nothing, an absolutely smooth wall, just like the other wall where the window had been. I felt for the bed. It wasn't there either, although I managed to discover my trousers with the sheet of paper and pen I had put into the pocket. I felt for the quilt and blanket I had been sleeping on. Nothing. The room was a total void, there was a pitch-black room, a floor, four smooth walls, and me and my trousers, nothing else. I fumbled to locate my trousers again and pulled the piece of paper and pen out of the pocket. With trembling hands, in total darkness, I wrote down this message, which you are now reading i am trapped here in this darkness and if you read this message it means that someone must have come into the room in the morning found the paper and not seen me there even though i was lying in wait for the help i so desperately needed i realize now after four, four whole days that this help will never come i am vi- and i am invisible to the world trapped in another dimension and people just think I had left the house early and not told anyone about my adventure on the night I spent alone in the haunted house. Just like the first two, we are all still here but gone.